Satan's in the house. He killed your mom and turned her into a bull. It's time for Radio Loud. I'm your host, Douglas Tobert. Joining me today is the regular Stefan Weber and special guest of Monorail Central, David Tarantino. Yay! Yay. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, I'm David thanks Tarantino. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks for coming on. Thanks for showing up, man. I am very happy to be here and excited. We're happy to have you, man. So, dude, uh, it's been a, like the entire country, man. It's been like a mosquito holocaust, basically, with it's all like, the standing water. It is so fucking bad. And I made reservations to go camping like a month before any of this became apparent that it was going to be like this. You were geared up, though. Oh, God, though. We were not prepared. You are not prepared. Uh, not enough off in the world. Dude, we <laughs> we got to the fucking campsite, and it was a hiking campsite, so it was, like, only a quarter mile. But let me tell you, man, like, we made one trip in, and we realized we forgot the bug spray in the car for, like, the second trip. <laughs> and, oh, my God. I've never seen them swarm this fucking bad. Like, I, um, a girlfriend does not react well to mosquito bites so she's just got like welts all over that happens to my brother and dude she looked like a fucking leper within 10 minutes of like starting to <laughs> camp well good thing you guys were outside city <laughs> limits so oh <laughs> <laughs> a little biblical humor for you there yeah there um fucking so on the second day there'd be like people who weren't camping there and we were like going someplace. I think we were going down to the lake to go swimming. And this lady would just like was gonna hike the Ice Age Trail because it's right by like the trail entrance for one leg of it. So this lady was coming out of the woods and was just like swatting that shit. And like she gets to the middle of the fucking parking lot and just loses her shit. Like she had had enough. She like takes her backpack off. And starts like wildly swinging it through the air, like it's gonna like kill these bugs and shit. And her shit opens up, and, and she just everything goes throws everywhere. it oh. all over the fucking ground. And then did she, she just, just plop down her bag? <laughs> she looks so defeated, so aggravated. Oh man! But they were literally. I felt her pain. But uh, people out in uh, Hartford are a little strange, like. We were just chilling by the beach, and the mosquitoes were all right there. There weren't really too many bucks. They were really bad in the woods. But there was this guy there alone with, like, his baby, which I didn't understand. <laughs> Fucking, you know. you day off. Yeah, but, like, the he, baby. He's being the single dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, he was not single. By the way, he was, like, LARPing with the child. Like, he was basically, you know, you know how basically to you're supposed to talk to your kids to, like, develop language and shit like that, but up to a certain point, it's bas basically like live-action role-playing. You're just, like, talking to something that doesn't understand what the fuck you're saying, and you're having a conversation with yourself. He's single well, daddy. Well, it's like talking to your cat. Yeah, no. yeah exactly. Like, talking to your cat. Daddy. And that, like that's LARPing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this guy is, do, like, I can understand doing that to an extent, but he is making us uncomfortable with how much he's like going. It's like, oh, 
Daddy loves you. Daddy loves you. Who's a big boy? Who's a big boy? He's like kissing his head and like almost making out with it. It's like, and I actually like opened my eyes. I thought there was another adult with him there. It's just him and this fucking kid. And the kid is so small. It's like he's got all this fucking shit ready for like the kid to do that like took him a couple trips to bring. And it's That's like you good parenting. But you you get that shit when you know you you decide to go with like a group and you happen to have a baby so you can bring the baby along and like have the baby with you. You don't just like bring the baby mano a mano to the beach <laughs> to do this shit. So the fucking funny thing about it was is this guy in his like LARP session with his kid, he'd be like, oh, who's a big boy? Who's a big, he's such a big boy. Da, 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 doing like all this kidsy stuff. And then he'd do stuff that would like totally switch up the narrative and he'd start talking and he's like, oh, Daddy's dumbass. That's not a good thing. Oh. Like, you just, like, flip it up. You do something stupid. I think the rope was too long for the interview. He's like, I wish I had my knife. Daddy should have brought his knife. <laughs> it's like if you want to start uh, teaching your kid dirty language. <laughs> yeah, he'd, he'd, like, flat up just, like, it would it'd almost, like, flip a switch. He's like, oh, man, Daddy's an idiot. <laughs> well, was he responding to himself, like, for the child? Like giving the child answers. That's how it sounds. No, the baby. It was a baby, man. It didn't talk. It could barely sit up. Well, that's what I mean. Was he like asking the child questions and then putting answers in in its own mind? Kind of. Yeah. (laughs) Just having uh, internal dialogue externally. Right. LARPing. Yeah. (laughs) For those of you who don't know what LARPing is, it's live action role playing, and that's when, uh, you know. You live action role play. It's where you get a it's foam sword wherever and, you are. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like the Renaissance Fair, dude. We yeah. just went there the, uh, a couple weeks ago. That place is a blast. Yeah, I love it. Apparently, yeah, they had last time I went. They had a problem with uh, people showing up there and just like general cosplay. Like some motherfuckers would show up dressed up like Batman, and yep. they had to be like, "No, <laughs> you can't do that." Come That's on. That's what happened when I was there like three weeks ago. <laughs> it's like you're in, you're in a different universe. This is not like DC. And yeah, but Marvel. it's the same motherfuckers who do it. Yeah, like know? there was well, people yeah, there. But it's, it's medieval times, dude. Yeah, when I went there, there was like cyber goths and stuff. <laughs> and fucking, it was it was cool though. Just a oh, bunch did of they people break out into their trance dance. Yeah. And, like, with they their start flossing. No. Oh, they did. <laughs> oh, come on, dude. Oh, but, uh, speaking of that, dude. One of the, one of the jousting knights DMX'd us to like get us hyped. He oh, started nice. barking like a dog. Ah, oh, ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's oh, awesome. Man. It was great. Yeah, this little kid at the beach would not shut the fuck up about Fortnite dances, man. <laughs> and he was just like talking to some old grandpa, and he's just like, yep. That's great, Jacob. That's great. Uh, that to me, that's just a kid walking around dabbing everywhere. Right. <laughs> I actually <laughs> love that shit when little kids dab. <laughs> There's no difference. Oh uh, yeah. So that's my tale from this week. You got any? <laughs> yeah. I like want my glasses on, but I won't put them on. All right. Uh, yeah. My tale from the week was. I think I told you this, but there's a Family Dollar on Hampton, which is on my way to work. On oh my way here. yeah. And this thing. Starting on fire. It looks like it exploded. I didn't oh know God. this. I was in an Uber, and the driver was like, oh, it's a damn shame. I won't tell what, but I was like, what happened? And she explained <laughs> it to me. It's like, what? Hey, I guess some, some kid, like... Ten-year-old kid. Yeah, started on fire. He got arrested right away. But the place looks like a bomb went off, like the roof has collapsed. Yep. And they had fenced off the area, and I saw it actually when I came back. I think I was out of town. I was out of town for something. I don't remember what. Oh, I went out. That's when I went out of town in Appleton to paint. But I came back into town and it had exploded. There was garbage all over the street, like two block radius from all the 
products that haven't been destroyed, but the place is totaled and it right. hasn't been cleaned up, demolished. All they did was put like a fence up around the outside with sandbags. <laughs> I was surprised because I had not been down that way since uh, last weekend. So or weekend before, it has become a prime spot for scrappers. Oh, so they're just grabbing shit? Yeah, they like plowed <laughs> through the the like metal fence and even just like open it up. They literally like drove a truck through it. Like you can tell that it's been trampled <laughs> instead of just opened up and moved. And just today on the way home, I always have these stories about people dropping stuff off the back of their trucks or whatever else. But this guy had roof sheeting, like huge roof sheeting things that are larger than his truck, and they were just being held in by the wireframe truck bed that he had. <laughs> and they were just they were waving. He, yeah, he took up both lanes of traffic with like the overlay from the metal sheeting. <laughs> I he had bought it there. Or he was bringing it to no, sell. He, was, he scrapped it. He okay. was just taking it yeah, out of he, the, the. He yanked it off from the from the, the derelict. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and he just was taking it somewhere. I was just like, this is unbelievable. For a second there, I thought you meant like not scrapping the building, but like. Scrap meat people. You know? <laughs> no, they're just, I was thinking they're just somebody, picking it apart. I thought somebody was gonna like s- show up there and like you know, swap meat and fucking auction off their gimp to like the lowest bidder. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so wait, this guy had like nothing securing this metal. No, it, was, it could just bounce right off. Yeah, it was so car. sketchy. <laughs> and he pulled out. He actually had just pulled out of the. The, where the parking lot for that building used to be and jumped in front of me in traffic and I was just like, oh no. Oh my god, this is gonna land on the hood of my car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so bad out there. Uh <sighs> all right, Dave. So why don't you tell us a little bit about um Monorail Central, your music project that you got going on right now? All right. Um Monorail Central is uh Milwaukee based um alternative metalcore like emo band um I yeah i heard like a lot of just like alt heard some like punk in there you know just like some of those it, it's like in the post a little bit right yeah i would say it's it's like got um metal aspects because like just being in like the music scene for years like you used to be in metal bands. Right, that's Stephen how loves metal. But that's it, how we pretty much all met. Like this is Dave and Stefan's like first time meeting, but like first time. All three <laughs> of us have pretty much kind of met through uh Milwaukee metal. Right. So <laughs> I mean it's just like a more radio friendly version of like a metal band. I mean just been in metal bands well actually all different kind of genre bands for years and years since you know like before high school they're just playing music in like basements and garage and um it's just like the kind of project that i guess i want to be in now because um i mean when you're playing in metal bands like to no one i mean eventually it just like gets old and you want to do something more that uh people want to listen to so it's fun to be in a band that um has more of a has wide, draw yeah more of a wide variety like something that people just like you tell them about it and they just want to turn it off immediately because they're like oh god metal <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so it, it's it's fun i mean it's it's definitely like like we said metal but more of a a radio friendly aspect i mean something that um your aunt and uncle wouldn't just like plug their ears immediately, but <laughs> but it's depending funny. on their age, right? Yeah, no, some people are still just like, oh my god, what is this screamo? Why, why, yeah, why why <laughs> why can't I understand the vocals and and why does he sound angry? 
but uh, it's fun stuff to play. But uh, I'm in the band with a bunch of guys who, it's a band composed of people who have been in the music scene for a long time. And uh, we've been in numerous amount of bands. And it's just like, it's finally like a project where you feel you find um, people actually want to be in it. And that's the thing. It's like, as you're growing up and in so many bands throughout the ages, it's just like, you come to find that there's only like one or two people in each project you've ever been in that actually feel like trying and being in a band. Like a lot of people just yeah. say like, yeah, dude, like I want to be in a band. Like I got these dreams, you know, I'm so committed. And then, you know, they, one of the most frustrating Peter things up, with like up. being in a band is that like the commitment is not the same across the board and not everybody, even with this podcast, like we've, had yeah. that issue you know right it's like <clears throat> people don't want to like show up or people like it seems to be the biggest inconvenience you got like everything else in your life going on but you say you want to do this so it's like okay whatever dude or it's like people when it comes to being a band it's just it comes down to bottom line is you need to be able to contribute to the band with like time money effort and it's like you know you can't say you really want to be in a band if you like live your whole life just like struggling and scraping by it's like you know i'm sorry bands need like money for merch gasoline like vans instruments and if you can't like even like contribute yeah at if, all. You, if you can't like if you can't even fucking show up to practice yeah like that's one of the major frustrations you're trying to get all that stuff out of people and like you can't even get people to show up like regularly to practice Right. So it's all about like being in a serious project. And I mean, it's a lot of fun because, you you know, you want to make music and you want people to hear it. So it's just about going going about it um, smart and, uh, you know. Right. And not having to like hit the reset button so often. Like that's one of the problems when you get to that point. There's a lot of more often than not, you'll lose a few members and shit will start to disintegrate. Mm-hmm. And then all that effort that you might have put in just kind of goes out the window. Like, once a band ends, that's pretty much the end of that brand, you know? Like, right. you might have gotten some cool contacts out of it, and that could be the value of it, but, you know, you end up wasting, like, a ton of time just, like, going through and learning not necessarily the exact right people to work with, but the definite wrong people to work <laughs> yeah, with it's a, it's but luckily what you have right now is a very consistent lineup of committed individuals which is good right yeah everyone in the band really uh wants to do it and is put in the effort and everyone's a phenomenal musician and you know it's a lot of fun it's it's really motivating to be in a project with people who actually want to do it and you know that 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 is the real battle and like doug said it's it's learning mostly like being in bands since i was a child uh is a lot of learning what not to do it's <laughs> it's like that's the only way like you really learn it's like through failures <clears throat> and it's just like all these other bands i've been in you know they helped me become what i was but i mean yeah you look at it as like yeah it was a lot of a lot of failures i mean it was a lot of fun along the lines but it's a lot of like tough lessons learned that it's just like what <laughs> trial to, and error yeah right what to do what not to do but you know monorail central is a, it's a lot of fun and uh it's just like it's it's nice to play shows um around milwaukee and you know go on small tours and just like try and expand our horizons like um it's just uh it's it's great to like have that escape from like a real-time job and just like put your heart into uh, 
your hobby and uh, have fun entertaining people. I mean, that's what it's all about. I mean, so being able to pursue a a, a passion. Right. Um, I was gonna say you guys played one of the first shows, I think, if not the first show, back at a venue that a lot of us used to frequent after being completely off the grid for like 10 years correct yeah we uh the grand reopening you could say of uh <laughs> legendary local venue uh the shorewood legion hall um it was pretty awesome uh it was funny because i was actually the only person i am in okay let me <clears throat> just say let's let's uh, <laughs> tell for the, 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 the listeners out there um shorewood legion hall was a place 10 years ago, before bands like Velamaya, After the Burial, Born of Osiris got super huge, like Whitechapel, yeah, Impending like the, Doom. The Devil yeah, Wears we, Prada we, yeah. there. We talked about it last week. Yeah. Skeleton Witch I saw there, Arsis, lots of bands. Lots of bands yeah. you could see there. It was like the place to play if you like were doing a tour. Like even like like you guys are saying, bigger national acts like in the area came through and played and like there was like these insane shows because it's just like it's just a hall. Just like 200, is, 200 yeah. 300 kids yeah. packed so in this small. room. It's like, like the size of your parents' living room. Yeah, literally, like <laughs> the walls are covered with people's sweat. And, you know, yeah, people, people would slipping. hand us flyers and we just take them and rub them against the walls and they just disintegrate. Like, <laughs> Instantly. The, uh, like uh, if uh, you were comparing bounty paper towels to the, the leading the, brand, yeah, Char- Charmin and Bounty comparison. They would just or fall, they would just hole. shred in your hands. Yeah. Yeah. But like this was the place to play if you were in a band uh coming through milwaukee but you weren't gonna play at say like a legit venue like the rave or whatever so like this was legit venue what the fuck's that supposed to mean <laughs> <laughs> right and yeah. now, no i know no what you one, mean now no one wants to play the rave no the rave the rave is awesome and um they like have done a great job for monorail central though too i mean i played the biggest show of my life in monorail central at the rave in the eagles ballroom um, and oh they, right, that's because you yeah. actually got on like the main yeah we stage opened there. for uh, of mice and men and um, in this moment and it was like literally insane. Um, we played and they like opened up the lights and you could see the crowd and there was like over three thousand people yeah, there. Playing like, Eagles Ballroom is whole different animal than playing in the rave. Well, yeah, we played the rave too. We played um, we opened up for Vela Maya and Limbs in the rave and they hooked us up. Uh, super nice. Like the rave has been like super cool. Like very nice. You know, a lot of people do talk smack about the rave, and like I just did, right? <laughs> but but no, it's 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 like the rave is like really cool. Um, uh, with like good sound. Um, nice. Uh, security people they were always very helpful um they they treated us nice but it's like i'm saying like compared to like a legit venue it's like when a band can't afford to book the rave that's when they would come to like rent out the shore legion hall and play a show it's just like Mm -hmm. not every it's it's all about the dollar signs in the bottom line and most people cannot afford to like rent a a venue like that into the rave yeah 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 unless you have some sort of larger entity behind you front the bill and then right yeah i mean that's the thing that's why no DIY bands or like you know smaller acts come through places like that because you know you need like uh someone like management backing you or a record company or like this promotion company you know it's like I mean they got to get their foot in the door for you to like book a place at the rave usually or some a venue of similar standards but but yeah uh, back to Shorewood Legion Hall like uh 
they um it was funny because what i was gonna say is literally like i'm super old to be like doing this in the music scene <laughs> when it comes to like age i'm 31 years old and so like i <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's like grandpa over here compared to like, I mean, I'm still playing shows with like, you know, people in their early 20s, you know, as the average teenagers, but like. I felt um, bad as like an early 20s playing with like, like do you remember Lake County kids? Yeah, dude. I played with them when they were like still like high schoolers down in um, (laughs) Racine. Yeah, at the uh, Unity Lodge yeah, in Kenosha. And, and they would joke when we were just like in our early 20s, being like, all these old men over Right, here. it's funny because literally yesterday uh, I went to a show at Shorewood Legion Hall. It was awesome. I'll, t- I'll talk about it later. But um, I was talking to this dude I met. His name was Nathan. Um, you know, just a, a guy from Chicago coming to local shows. And he's like, yeah, I'm old. I'm 26. And I was like, oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm 31 here. Yeah, let me tell you about old. But, yeah, when you're playing shows with, like, literally, like, early 20s and then, like, even younger, like, teenagers, it's like, man, dude, like, I'm t- a good 10 years on you, f- 15 sometimes. It's like, oh, my God, you know, still doing it. But it's still fun. Yeah, that's, that's like, a thing, though. Uh, we shouldn't. We were talking about this in relation to like hockey league or something like this, because you were going in to uh, start like doing the hockey training yeah. and stuff like that. And, and we were joking, camp. you're just going to show up. It's going to be all kids. Yeah. But we kind of were talking about how you shouldn't like really be ashamed to do something just because kids want to do it too. That's one of the reasons that like things peter off and get like kind of stagnant for a while is because. Yes, it's natural for like adults to like grow out of that specifically music like that. You know, a lot of people find careers in something else and then they like they stop doing that because it was just a hobby to them and it wasn't like a passion or anything. Right. Yeah. And you have this like exodus of people and then there's kind of like this new wave of just like proto kids that don't have anything like adult based going on anything that's like established and done through like an adult thing so mm-hmm. you do kind of get like a lot of bullshit being predominant because it's a bunch of young kids doing it and i'm not saying right. everything like young kids do is bad but it's like you know it, the songs you wrote back in the day like that you'd look back at them and just be like oh god yeah it's like you you're literally like Man, that shit was cringy, and I am embarrassed that that is still on the internet, and people can look up those videos or look up those songs and listen to them because you're like, holy fuck, <laughs> oh my god! But it's like, like I said, everything is like coming from failures and what you learn, and well, that's one thing that's. But cool. that's a good thing is that you're older, so you can steer young kids in a direction away from some of that stuff. Right, right. That's what's that's what's very cool. Like, um. You know, all these kids who come in, like, as young teenagers, you know, they don't really maybe, like, know what they're doing, but they really want to be involved. And you can just, like, give them hints and be like, yeah, this is, like, really smart. This works, you know, for getting your name out there. Let me drop some wisdom on you. (laughs) No, no, and it's cool to, like, work with, like, other people. And that's just, like, building a community and bouncing, like, ideas off each other. And then it's, like, you know, you can you can give them like knowledge from experience but you know talking to someone who's like fresh to the game it may open your eyes and you like think of like new things that you never even thought before so it is like helping each other and you know 
when you go to these like local shows or like interact with these like musicians, you don't want to just be like a fly in the wall and not talk to anyone. You want to like interact and like establish community. Yeah, be, yeah. be, be and personable. Network. And it's like, and it's not when you say network, it's almost a little bit more. You know, it always comes off more nefarious. <laughs> so I'm just here to be a shark and get like my name out there or whatever. No, but, like, it's like that's that, like that's about establishing building, community and building something more than. Building genuine connections, like getting offline. It's something that uh, I feel like Dead Mouse always uh, preached was that a lot of artists nowadays get too hung up in like the online game. And yeah, that's like a really great tool for certain things. But f- at certain stages, what you really need to be doing is getting out there, you know, night crawling and meeting actual people out in the wild because those interactions are going to serve you more and going to be more genuine than, you know, just, you know, uh, only existing to somebody online who's never met you in real life. Right, connecting that, like, face on a screen or, like, in the palm of your hand because most Mm -hmm. people are just, like, on their phone. And that's... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like we came kind of came out of that era where that was developing but wasn't the norm. There still was like a lot of footwork. But now a lot of times you'll have bands who are hawking t-shirts before they even have music up on their website. You right. Know? Yeah, it becomes so like a disconnect and you need to connect through the disconnect. I really I guess is what what I mean. Like yeah, bands will like have an online presence and release this music, never even play a show, never even, like, um... Which is really bad, because your first show, it's gonna fucking suck. Yeah. (laughs) Like, unless you are all, like, musicians who have been, like, battle-hardened and are, like, practicing, like, a very certain way to where, like, you are basically all session musicians and you could get in a room and play it rehearsed the first time you ever really meet up, even then there's gonna be some bugs to work out, but that takes a very long time to get to that stage. Whereas in like a lot of younger kids like try to do that and then try to throw a show together and it's just disastrous, you know? Yeah, that's one thing that has happened that I've noticed throughout um being involved in the music scene with the with his the, experienced years. <laughs> well with the <laughs> the rise of the internet, which has completely changed everything and like dominated but like like doug was saying that we started playing shows before the internet and like before before myspace like it was a completely different game it was so much about like road warrior like going out just like all about shows flyers um, i'd even say like we probably started right at the beginning of the myspace days but that hadn't really permeated and almost replaced and it still hasn't replaced it but the mindset that that would replace pounding the ground was was not there. Yeah. You were still doing it, and you weren't supplementing it. Yeah, you know, you're doing them in conjunction. You're using it as a great tool in the network, but you were still getting out there. Right. Yeah. So, and like, like you were like touching on before, it's like. I've seen bands who have like literally like blown up on the internet. It's like, wow, kids are like, this record is sick. Like, I love it. And then they come to your town and <laughs> do it. <laughs> yeah. And you see it and you are like, this sounds nothing like, like I have heard <laughs> because like they can't perform it. And it's right. like, oh my God, like, why? Like, what's going on in front of me? Um, and that's, 
that's hard to, to take in sometimes and it like kind of like shattered it, it it's it's at some points like defeating and it's like wow like this why is this the way it is like it's it's not it's not the same <laughs> yeah one of these two are not alike <laughs> yeah but i mean that's one thing that's like hard that happens it's like yeah you want to use the internet as your tool to get the music out there but you still need to like bottom line you still need to be able to play it you still need to be able to perform it it it's it's still about like the music and the experience of a real like live show it can't all be like just download it you can't you mm. can't download emotion like. yeah without that you'd never get to meet this uh this this personality right here that is that is if you have the intention of like being a live band there's some bands yeah. out there that write great music some individuals that write great music and they have no intention of ever or yeah yeah the wherewithal sick. Yeah. you know they it's nice to have that too where people who don't have the means to necessarily like tour or anything like that can still put their music out there but if you're trying to get out there and play live you have to get out there and play live and get good at that too yeah i mean practice is the only way to like do that and experience and you got to play the bad shows to play the good shows it's all about like grinding away at that and right. playing those local shows and um i don't know just like like say like back to back to shorewood there's so many bands i've seen there throughout the days that have been phenomenal and blown blown me away like, like literally the best shows the kind of shows where it's like it it's breathtaking to see a sea of people crammed shoulder to shoulder in front of you all jumping for the microphone because they feel like such an attachment to like what that vocalist is saying and literally like the stage is swarmed with like a crowd like something like that like it it's just like life-changing but then there's also the shows I've seen at Troy Legion Hall where like, everyone's irking to the back. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no one there. People are like crawling uh, or like inching away from the stage. And, you know, you just like are either plugging your ears or like smirking and like walking Snickering away because you're terrible. like, oh, my God, what's going on in front of me? Oh, that's I, a bad mess. For everyone involved. <laughs> I mean that, but it's all—it's all about local music. And the thing is, you can't always either. You can't knock someone for necessarily like trying because was anyone ever like? You need to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna be, you know. But then again, there's also some people who are well beyond the starting point, and it's like, okay, you should get a little better. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I know what you mean there. Yeah, that that I mean but you do have to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, so uh, you want to talk a little bit about the um, the contest that you're involved in? All right, yeah. Uh, well, this all like can branch off of some stuff we just uh, have been talking about. But right. Monorail Central um, is in this really cool contest uh, run by Joey Sturgis and Tyler Smith. Who uh, are they? They are super big time um, producers in the music industry. They have done some of the like best records that you probably didn't even know they did. Uh, Joey Sturgis started recording in a uh, rented like wasn't it out of like Indiana something like that? Yeah, like a garage um, slash like storage space. Uh, actually, 
I only know because uh, Jason Jones had came came back up after Oceano got signed and stayed with me a little bit after that. But they were working with Sturgis right. on their first album. He worked with like all these artists that like just literally blew up and made all these hit albums. I mean, the local band Sleep Surface Sleep recorded their first album with him. They played phenomenal Shorewood Legion Hall shows just to like make a connection. Uh, but no, he what he like recorded. The Devil Wears Prada, like Asking Alexandria, like um, these phenomenal records that like are worldwide and just blew up. And these bands are like insanely huge. And he was the like starting ground for that. And uh, I mean, like pretty much any like major label, like Rise Records, like so many bands on there, just like everything you've ever people like heard of. Was the name of the Foundation? Was that the name of it? Hmm. Uh, the name of the studio, I think it was called Foundation. Oh, I, sorry, I, do, I, might be I do not have 100%. I can't. Only the facts, the facts here. <laughs> um, but, and then there's a, there's a Tyler Smith who, you know, he's recorded like, um, or worked, produced like Falling in Reverse and uh, like I Prevail and like all these like insanely huge bands. And he's in, he's the vocalist of a band called Danger Kids and they are running this page uh, in this Facebook group called Band Academy. And uh, it's a group set up to help bands. Um, it's a, a community builder for DIY bands. Um, it gives you tips and everything you would... It's trying to, like, it's knowledge-based and community-based and helping each other and encouraging other and lifting each other up. Instead of being cutthroat and bands trying to bring each other down, which will get each other nowhere, it's like, help each other. It's like... Say we are from Milwaukee, you guys are from St. Louis. Here's a connection. Like you're trying to set up a tour, like this is what works. Come here and play play in this venue. It's awesome. Or like, hey, this is how to like do some like smart merch. Like, this is how you sell that. This is how say uh you can help run your Spotify better. This is how you can reach more people on YouTube. This is how to uh, do things on Facebook. This is how you want to be like a professional band doing a real performance, like how to keep your gear in check, your equipment, the way to act, the way to talk to people. It's just like a networking. It's just all these... Here's all these helpful, great tips. Yeah. Yeah. So so they run this Band Academy page and this Last Band Standing Facebook group, and everyone should go and check it out. Um, It's just... You know, if you are in a band and you want to know anything, it's like the perfect thing for you to gain knowledge and get these connections and just get your feet off the ground and work with all these people and take your band to the next level. Like their motto is like, be a better band. It's just like, make yourself better, be a community and help each other. But they are doing this contest. And that's what I'm talking about. Um, Monorail Central is a finalist. And what you can win is you fly out to LA and you record... Uh, with Joey and uh, Tyler. And um, then they mix and master it with um, Taylor Larson. Uh, he's, you know, top of the game um, at mixing and mastering. He'll just make the song sound awesome. And then Ashley Osborne is going to take the photos and uh, they, you know, make you look really cool. Professional Basically photos. Basically give you like a nice little tidy package to get Right. Yeah. And then uh, rocket into into the stars. Right. And then High (laughs) High Road Publicity, this publicity company, pushes it out, markets it for you, release a song. You know, you'll have like a good push behind you. People will actually hear your band. And then maybe, you know, they'll market you some record labels, you know, get your feet off the ground. But it's all like helping a DIY band pretty much get their music out and like be professional. 
but it's really cool. There's um, all these bands in the contest. It's actually an international contest. Um, you know, bands from all over the world. Um, and if anyone wants to check them out, the bands are um, Silence and Solace, uh, As We Survive, uh, Monorail Central, uh, Crowning Animals, um, uh, tie, ties to ties to treason, exit empire. Um, also, <laughs> I, I, I don't know really that. how to pronounce this band, but um, they're they're a sick band. Uh, o, Osaria, um, O S A T I A. I'm sorry if there I just go. like <laughs> that's brutally enough, like yeah, right? <laughs> like messed it up. Uh, corals, um, the sky we share. Um, ex- execution day. Um, if I were you, and um, Abiance is the other band. So all those bands, they have you know. If you want to look them up, check out their stuff on YouTube, Spotify, Facebook, whatever. Um, yeah, you can. Um, but I mean, Monorail Central is the important one. So. Right, right, right. But <laughs> I mean, my don't band's Monorail Central. Time. We're here to get you yeah. to vote for Monorail yeah, Don't even right. waste your time with the other ones. Right. I mean. No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> no, check, go check them, them out. out. <laughs> check them out. But but I guess what I'm here to say is uh, Monorail Central is the my band, um, local band from Milwaukee. And uh, it's a really cool contest. It's just like the biggest opportunity pretty much in the world. And what we need is like votes. So, um what you can do is go to our Facebook page, um, you know, just search Monorail Central on Facebook. Uh, we have all these links up there. Also, I will put a link in the description of the YouTube video this week that you can all go and help these guys out with. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have obviously all the social networks like Twitter, uh, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Facebook, but I mean... Facebook's the big one, obviously, so most people use that. Uh, but if you if you check out any any of those, there'll be links. Um, if you just like, it's really simple. You just log in with your email or Facebook information, uh, sign up, and then uh, vote for us. And hopefully, you know, we could fly out to LA and you know have some fun trying to be big time or whatever. No, <laughs> no, no, no small time, right? Yeah, that's smirk. Yeah, but uh, I mean, it, I'd really appreciate it. It's like the opportunity like of a lifetime, and it, it's really cool. Right. I mean, Well, it's a thing. Like, it's uh, exciting. Even with this, you know, they're giving you the opportunity to get like something going. You know, you still got to get behind that snowball once it gets going, you know? Right. It's you not should... like they're doing it all for you. No, they're not they're doing They're giving it you all a good you. leg up, though. Yeah, they're, they're, they're giving you, they're like, I mean... like It's the, a little the, boost. The, the whole yeah. saying, I mean, you know, you can lead or you can uh, give lead someone fish. to water. Yeah, lead a horse to water, but you can't teach him to drink. I mean, you yeah. can give someone the supplies, but they still need to, like, do it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to put, you know, you got to have the songs. You got to have the motivation. You got to have the the will to like do what you want you got to keep the momentum going yeah yeah you know? so i mean otherwise all... the snowball doesn't snowball <laughs> right <laughs> i mean it melts it melts away you know yeah so um but it's all really cool i mean it's all like this great opportunity for like new bands and like this last band standing in band academy thing is like you know if you vote for us you should really like check it out and you know become a part of it and it's like just like an ongoing community to uh, make the music scene better. And, you know, it's all like, there's so much music that's great in the um, mass market of, you know, record labels and like 
signed artists and you know the big time media or whatever but there's so much music to discover that is like diy and that is like where these big time like major label artists get i mean you start somewhere and that's where it all comes from and that's where they get their inspiration from is like the diy and so to like that true, notice, pretty raw feeling. Right. To notice all that, like, small stuff before it's big. I mean, that's where, like, if you really want to dig into stuff, that's that that's where it's at. I mean, that's where you find some some of the best music mm-hmm. ever. Right. So. Uh, mainly because uh, there's... It's more in the realm of people strictly doing it because that's what they're doing. They're not doing it for anything else, and that's, like, where... It's the passion. Yeah, there's more encouragement for it to just be... Uh, completely new, you know. It there's there's more space in that realm to try things out, and you get a lot of bad shit in there. You know, you get a lot of shit that's not worth listening to, but you also get that's where new shit comes from. Right, that that's where it's that forged. Fresh music, you yeah. know, because if someone's doing it, like me, I I work a full time job. I work, you know. Seven days a week now because as do all of us at this table. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Everyone here is like working, but oh, we like, don't work seven days a week. But <laughs> yeah, uh, I, we, we work full time jobs. They sure try to sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I'm working a lot, but um, it's it's all. Well, what I'm getting at is it's like I'm working and I do this because I love it because it's fun. Mm-hmm. And when you're creating because you want to, it's a whole different story. It's like you go to work. And you're, like, waiting to get off so you can go home and go to brand practice. And you're like, man, I just have these ideas and this inspiration that you want to get out. It's it's a whole different story. It's like I'm working to provide funding for my dreams and my aspirations. Yeah. Not just working, you know, for some stupid company that I don't care about or, you know, working just, like, for this meaningless you don't have a You don't have an attachment to the company you work for? What are you doing with your life? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, 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 I love what I do. I'm a, I'm a truck driver, and um, I'll keep the company I work for out of it, but it's a, it's a, it's a, one of the biggest companies in America, and they, they treat me well, and I, I love them for it, um, but um, I... I'm very appreciative for the job I have and and what I do, but yeah, I use my job as a funding for my dreams, not just you know to waste my life away grinding punching a clock. I mean that's that's no one's aspiration. Yeah, I right. mean or it shouldn't be. Uh, otherwise, you're living a life of depression and hell. So, I don't know. <laughs> hey man, even a lot of people who are making good money, they didn't set out to end up there. You know, yeah. so. Um, do you have enough information on this story to? Give the idea of it, or are we going to uh, picture game? Kind of. Okay. I do kind of have a, a basic idea of it. Okay, so yeah, we want to go into this. Um, Speaking of music, the Senate has passed the Music Modernization Act. So, you want to give a brief outlier because you read the article as well, too. Yeah, a little bit. It's basically laying the framework for the artists to start getting some of their revenue now. It's not law. It has to go back to the house. Yeah, it's I'd an like act. To state, first of all, it's not law yet. So, what was the date it was going back to? I think it was stating specific. Was it after or before 1973 that they're bringing going the to? first reform for music licensing licensing in 20 years? So, what exactly are they laying out? So, from the bullet points from the couple articles I read, 
it's going to streamline the music licensing process. There's going to be things like you'll be able to claim like our our instance of trying to play music in the background. Right. You'll be able to claim and hit people with it for that harder was part of it. But as an artist or as an entity? As I'd an artist it. and okay. an entity. All right. So let's see here. Kind of lost my place in this article. Well, but, I, I uh, mean, that's good and bad, like, because we'd have certain things that technically fall under fair use that we would still need to go and appeal for. So what they, it says, uh, there's <laughs> going to be updates to licensing and royalties as it pertains to streaming. There's going to be... Because that needs it, man. I forget who it was, but there was a guy who had a major hit song that basically racked up like something like 55 million plays. Insane. And he got a check for like 1700 bucks. It's like, wow, my song, millions of people like literally are listening to this over and over and over again. And, <laughs> and you're getting nothing. <laughs> right. It's like, that's cool. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, thanks for the change. They have supposedly things in place to ensure that songwriters and artists receive royalties on pre-1972 songs. I don't think that affects anyone at this table. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, there's a couple things, but I think my favorite part about this article was Senator Orrin Hatch is a musician himself. He's a Republican. You want to see some of the music he's been writing? What's this? Yeah, sure. He's Let's a Christian it. artist. <laughs> and he Give me that just, old time religion. Give me that old time super religion. Thrilled. He's super thrilled to get his music uh, out there to the masses, streaming and whatnot. Well, he said that in the article. He's just like, oh, I'm ready to. Uh, yeah, let me get his quotation because I got two articles open here. Just tap into it. Here we go. Was that his tweet? While many other things are happening on Capitol Hill this week, the sun has just passed the landmark hashtag Music Modernization Act, which Senator Alexander graciously reamed the Orange G. Hatch Music Modernization Act. So they're naming it after him and his special brand of music. Hey, there we go. Well, that's good. Famous. Will it launch him into stardom? I'm not sure. (laughs) <laughs> Honestly, uh, what streaming services are making off of musicians nowadays and the amount that you have to, the amount of numbers that you have to hit just to make minimum wage off of music on those with the amount of money that they're racking in for it is ridiculous. Basically, because there Do you think was, it'll put some of those places under, though? Because I know Spotify's been operating in the negative for ages. Honestly, there's too many of them right now. Yeah. There's too many services doing the same thing right now. And uh, honestly, if Spotify is operating in the negative, they might be one to go under. Um, I think the big boys that already have like the money behind it are really going to be the ones that are going to wind up. So it's either going to be uh, Google Music I don't know I mean, how can Google Music really fail. Like Google Music, <laughs> it's got like, Google, yeah, and, yeah, it's and so big. U- YouTube Music. I don't know how they're going to handle that because it's the same company technically, but I think they both still exist separately. Yeah. So there's Google Music, and then there's the newly launched YouTube Music, which I'm using because I subscribe to YouTube uh, Premium 
just so I don't got to watch commercials because I fucking hate commercials. <laughs> there you go. But you get that with it. So I canceled nice. my Spotify for that reason. Well, I'd, uh, I'd really yeah, hope, I, I'm still on Spotify. Sorry. I'd really hope that the this act, is its intentions are honest, but I, I really hope it puts more music in the musician's pocket for streaming because... People are not really buying albums. To, to right. Streaming, <laughs> streaming has annihilated like record sales. Like literally these like major labels are like putting out albums and like no one's buying them. And it it's like, oh my God. Well, but but I mean common sense, no one's gonna pay for something that they can get for free. And it's just the way it is. It's the way and, the world and even, that's even what we need is the reform for the payment of it because this is not going to go away. It is helping fight piracy in the sense that it is, it's been proven that people will pay for something as long as it's made extremely convenient for them. That's one of the reasons that people started pirating music in the first place was that going online to Napster and downloading shit was more convenient than going to the store and buying it. It was mm-hmm. just as simple as that. You just yeah, pick what you want and you get of it. Going to the store and getting, I mean, yeah, you don't have the physical copy of the CD anymore. You know, there's not that. But some people don't want a whole rack full of CDs. Right. Yeah. They just want everything on their device. Their computer. Phone. <laughs> yeah, computer, phone. Technology is, you know, it's like trying to put the milk back in the jug. You can't do it. it. Pandora's box has been opened. That's one of the reasons Pandora was named Pandora, the streaming service. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't think you're going to have as many companies able to do this in the future it's going to be either reduced to a couple companies which you need because you need competition but i really think it's either going to be amazon music google music or youtube music or uh there's apple music yeah apple music it's going to be one of those because they have the resources to gut it out they have the resources to lose the money yeah i mean like look at cell phone companies it's like at&t or verizon or U.S. Cellular. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just you only have a couple big dogs, and that's about it. But what I was I was saying is, the, like, Spotify is already in trouble. Supposedly, I don't know how much trouble they're really in, but I've always heard that they've always been operating in the negative, mm-hmm. which is yeah, kind of ridiculous because it, really it does pay seem that ridiculous much. because I mean, literally most of the people that I talk to and interact with, it's all about Spotify. Like, usually. I guess, and just like the level I'm talking to people at, everyone I talk to at local shows, everyone I talk to mostly in bands or on the internet, it's all about Spotify. It's not about like so much like. Well, that's the thing though. Are the bands out there really considering how much advantage being on Spotify is really giving to them if the there is no legislation there and they are taking advantage of them? This yeah. is hopefully going to be a shakeup that and is give going the to. People- responsible for creating this content right cash at least i hope that's what it's it's doing what it's intended to do Mm -hmm. or at least what they're saying it's supposed to do (laughs) because they can say one thing and like i get it you have to be on spotify and there's like a couple reasons we haven't gone on spotify yet it's because we have like a catalog of material and we were doing music in the background so we'd have something playing so people couldn't chop up the conversation without noticeably Disrupting the flow of the music in the background. But uh, we just decided that if the stuff becomes licensed one day, it's going to create more of a problem. Or if there's like a sample in a song that YouTube just happens to hit on and nab us for like a copyright claim, (laughs) it might still be like fair use, but you have to go and like contest it and all this stuff. Yeah, you just don't want that. Fuck around with that. 
And Spotify pretty much makes you say, you know, all the material that you're using in your podcast is your own. own. So we basically have like some episodes in the past that we have to basically call from our RSS feed and then like get on Spotify afterwards, just so we're not breaking Mm. their terms of service. Mm -hmm. But uh, Spotify is actually the, I think it was like number two place recently that cropped up where people consume their podcasts. I oh, mean, really? But it's just because of the convenience of it, you know? That's because Spotify okay. is super convenient. That's why I've been using it forever. Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, Spotify is huge for, like, music and, you know, sharing it. And, like, every band, literally any band, like, that I'm involved with or know, it's all about, like, having a Spotify, a band camp. But, like, YouTube is like phenomenal for music discovery pretty much like that's because they have basically the um the seo the search engine optimization tools built into it where if you were if we were posting this just on our um our website and doing this just an audio podcast form we'd be have to make blog posts about all this stuff and then doing a bunch of work just to get the right words connected to the web page that the audio's on yeah. so Google can find it. Right, for all those search YouTube engines. has that shit just built right, right. into it. I mean, you, you, you put in the one video you want to watch. You start. Like, you just need to do it once. You know, you, you say, I want to watch this music video or whatever. But then it just, like, keeps going, keeps the play cycle going. Like, all these related videos you discover. So many new <clears throat> artists, so many related artists just because it keeps playing. And that's the way, like, people just see it. And it's, like, over 50% of the content on YouTube is all music videos. That's where people go mm-hmm. to watch, like, music videos and discover. So that's uh, it's free. You're at work. Even you just use music. the company's bandwidth. You don't have to download <laughs> anything. <laughs> uh, but one of the major things is there's a bunch of metadata that you can put in, like, in order to help people find your content on YouTube that is just built into the way the site works. You know, you um, upload your video, you give a description that helps the metadata, you give a title that helps the metadata, and you have a bunch of tags that are associated with it mm-hmm. that people don't even see, but it aids in, like, search terms that people can use to find your content. Right, be it's it all music videos. What, what you're putting up there so people who want to see it can see it. I mean, you're, you're marketing, like, pretty much if you look at your listeners or your viewers like who likes your your shit like you put in the type of people that like it and what they want to see and then there's your audience it's like instagram hashtags but yeah for videos (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so uh we want to go to the uh we want to do more news or we want to go into the pictures so we're at a good 55 minutes already let's do a i think we could do some pictures yeah so this is a little new, being we have a guest that's usually not here. Uh, we're taking a little bit of an influence from a hot ones, just minus the hot sauce and the discomfort. Uh, so basically, I did a little dive on David's Facebook page, and we just found some pictures. And uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the last ten years of my life, Something oh just my happened. god, since I, I started Facebook, okay. since I did the big convert from MySpace to Facebook. <laughs> it's kind of crazy to like think about that now. You look at face uh, MySpace now and it is just so bad. It is just so yeah. bad, you know. I used to do this funny thing on my Instagram where I would do this thing called MySpace Mondays. I like to do like things on my Instagram just for fun where um, Just download the directory and unzip it. I would do like say uh, a Catterday 
every Saturday I would post a cat picture. Right. And I would, I do that every every Saturday to uh, plug the podcast. We got to get yeah. a cat picture with you because Facebook yeah. loves cats. Yeah, cats are the best. Literally, I mean, anything with a cat is ten times better than without a cat. Cats are raccoons. They're they're pretty good. Are right, you got the slideshow ready to go here? Uh, not dude? the slideshow. I'll start bringing them up. Yeah, but I used to no, do no, this drag thing. Drag this folder out onto the desktop. Like extract it to the desktop. See how it says extract to up there? I used to Just... do this thing on my Instagram called uh, MySpace Monday where I would go in after, this was a couple years ago, you know, after everyone stopped using MySpace, and I would dig up an old cringy MySpace photo. <laughs> From friends? Yeah, and I would <laughs> post it, and I'd be like, MySpace Monday, you know, this is Doug, you know, fucking like this is not seven right. years ago. Or something like that. Just open the folder, and then you can I've, open them one I by one. Did. It only opened the one wow, picture. Wow, is this the first time you use Windows? <laughs> no, but it only it only opened one when I opened it to the desktop. Don't worry, I'm computer illiterate. <laughs> All right, let's just do it this way then. Stop. Go to the parent folder. Stop. Go to the parent folder. That one. And then export extract. That. To the desktop. desktop. There we go. How embarrassing! Oh, and that's a bad mess. <laughs> All right, here we go. There we go. Okay, here we go. All right, What's so this? this picture. Right it's like here. a Halloween right. show. <laughs> yeah, it is a Halloween show. That was um, in 2010. Uh, that was the first A Place for the End show. It was also the very first Kingmaker show, if anyone is familiar with that band. It was a band from Illinois. Very first? Yeah. Wow. Both of our first shows, uh, we were friends with that band, and I actually set up that show. We had lost the venue. Um, and What venue was it? This was, okay, we had lost, the, it was supposed to be, uh, the show was supposed to be down in Kenosha. We lost the venue. And then this show actually took place at the Cedarburg Legion Hall. It was the only time we ever had a show there. It was super small Legion Hall show, but it was really sick. A bunch of people showed up. Uh, it was... Um, costumes and all. Yeah, a bunch of people came in costumes, which was awesome for um, a Halloween show because people actually participated and had a great time. We were obviously the Ghostbusters, but um, it was the first Kingmaker show, which they were like an extremely influential um, band in like the... They were from Northern Illinois and this like Northern Illinois like hardcore metalcore like thing like this like beatdown movement that like just like blew up right. literally uh, like the band Sworn In days. Um, like took took influence from them and they are huge the band like Knock Loose toured with with Kingmaker and they are just insanely huge like this awesome band and it's just like that whole like thing just like blew up from there and it was a really cool like thing to be involved in um, that like. Midwest, like, hardcore, like, uh, beat down, just, like, it was a really, like, emotionally charged, uh, heavy music that just people just, like, had a great time playing with, and it was a really cool sound and, like, A lot of energy. Involved. Yeah. Tons of energy. But. What the hell happened here? Yeah. So, this, yeah, what happened here? Uh, <laughs> okay, I was driving home, uh, from my guitar player Peter's house, uh, I was in a place for the end with him and a band called Deadweight. Um, and Shannon get pissed at you. <laughs> no, no, no. I was in a traffic jam driving through, uh, downtown Milwaukee, uh, market interchange. And I was coming up to about like the Highland bridge and some kids decided to throw 
a brick. What? Yeah. Oh, over, you over, got hit with one of those. Yeah. Over the, the overpass bomb. Yeah. They annihilated my window. And luckily I was only going like, it was a traffic jam. So I was only going a couple miles an hour. Yeah. At if the you time. had some speed. Yeah. If I was going hours. like 60, that would have came through my windshield and oh my God. <laughs> yeah, but, might have been it. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was super scary because there was actually two bricks that hit. Um, but that's like the bigger. I can kind of like right uh, here and right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. It it came in and uh, yeah, I was Jesus. like scared shitless, almost put my pants. I mean, you know, I pulled over Whoa. and oh, that's me in high school. Uh, <laughs> I was a <laughs> I was a pirate. Uh, yeah. You look like a Disney prince. <laughs> well, I was. I was literally the theme. Okay, this was. Uh, I went to Dominican High School in Whitefish Bay, and we had this like auction fundraiser, and the the theme. Oh, so they sold you to some <laughs> some yes, of the yeah, girls. I got, there. I, got, I got auctioned off. I got what kind of off. fucking school is this you going uh, to? <laughs> yeah, they, we 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 pawn off our students to raise money. We're like, oh, but uh, I was I was literally a Disney prince. Um, yeah, the theme was like Disney, and I was. Um, Supposed to be who from the Little Mermaid, whatever prince he was with with Ariel, that was me. And mm. you know, there's the pirates. I don't they, know they, that they guy's name from, either. Like <laughs> that was like from Peter Pan, and we were having our sword fight. And yeah, it was a it was a, it was good, a good time. sword fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see my sword in those pants. How many uh, uh, raffle tickets did you have? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think I was a top prize. No, I, you didn't sell I, for top I, I dollar. Was, no, I was one of those elephant prizes. Oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> one of the teachers buys you for like, You're like a straight this, grizzly this, here. This, this was my um, <laughs> crow magnum days, yeah, man. Look at go. this guy. This he is got. back in the day. This was our first the place for the end promos. We took these on top of my friend, uh, the drummer Cody Ratley's band. Um, oh, you cropped this? No, or well, what? no, yeah. This is a zoom in. I this, was, this was a group. This was a group photo. We took them on top of our band van. Um, but yeah, this was my nine month beard. It was my baby. Um, I obviously look like a young, a lumberjack or something like that. Uh, but I had. It I think was, I'm like three months in the mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I grew that. You know, pretty pretty hardy. And uh, it was funny because I would like straighten my hair back then and look like super seen with my my beard and that was it was i don't know that was the look dude it was like metal it was seriously like, man you are shit. like a brown cotton ball with a mouth hole in it <laughs> right yeah that, that's the thing that sucked though it's like you try and eat and you get all this like oh, shit in your mouth but that was that was a good time and actually i shaved off that beard and gave it to uh tyler hamrick and eric starks from kingmaker and then they there was a tragedy they got in a car accident a band van uh accident and it actually their band blew up in a ball of flames and the beard was lost it burned in the fire <laughs> what <laughs> a sale yeah holy shit yeah so it was, it was my beard epic. was in a, in a van fire yeah Jesus. yeah that was that was a pretty big deal for them uh but it was cool no it's one like was losing no one... cliff cliff burton losing dave's beard <laughs> oh yeah 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 trapped under the under the rubble uh no one was hurt though. That's important. yeah. No one was hurt. Uh, their equipment was like destroyed, but they were all okay. They like moved on, and you know it was cool. But I actually grew. A, I never grew another beard this big. Never could accomplish that again. But uh, I grew grew a couple beards, and I gave I gave them replacement beards. Like <laughs> look at him know. though. Like he's so thick. Like this is he probably shaved this morning. <laughs> right. No, I, I I think this is a this is like 
two days, so I'm, it's not this morning. I but, just want to try yeah. and start a fucking match on your cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I am that like I I am fifty percent like Sicilian, so I'm that hairy like Italian guy. So you know, they call me Papa Luigi at work. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is uh this was. <laughs> This is me in the in the hot pink shirt. This is my friend uh, Jack Daly. He's one of my best friends. Uh, he is. Yeah, he's gonna come tonight, but sadly, you couldn't make yeah, it. Yeah, Jack Daly is um, unavailable to be here. He is selling. He, cheese. He's the he's, star he's child. He's the star child of Southeast Milwaukee. Everybody yeah, knows. Everyone him. should know who Jack Daly is. Jack Daly is famous. Oh, I should have wore my Jack Daly T-shirt today. <laughs> he's got oh my t-shirt. gosh, Jack Daly. Jack Daly sold Jack Daly T-shirts back. He he is the the most outgoing, most like entrepreneurial guy you could ever meet. He's always like planning something cool, something fun. He made his own t-shirts with his own face on them, got them screen printed and sold them at shows. It said, "I know Jack Daly." And I still have one and it's awesome. And uh but this photo is very funny. Um Doug and I were in a band together called New Vices, and this is at the Miramar. This was the first New Vices show ever. And you didn't tell me you played a show with New Vices. I no, didn't. Doug didn't. I play didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doug, Doug left the band before before we played the show. Uh, it was a really cool band back in uh, 2015. Me and a friend Rod Wortham started it, and he is a super awesome guitar player. And um, well, the band. Uh, this show, I'm sorry to say it, it was it was really really bad. Uh, it was a <laughs> <laughs> at least you're honest. Okay, yeah, it was it was the band was awesome, great like pop band if you like the 1975 or like um, the neighborhood like stuff like that. It's really cool, really dancey, really catchy, uh, fun music to play. Doug was the synth player, but um, there was a disaster before this show. Doug didn't play the show, and then. We tried to play it without Doug, and everything went wrong. Like <laughs> the backtracks were off, the vocals were off, nothing was on time. It was probably one of the worst shows. It was funny because it was only a couple of years ago, so what? I'm like 28, 29 at the time, but it was probably one of the worst shows I ever played. Like back compared to even when I was back, like you know, 13 playing Yelch. shows. But um, the band lives on, and the band's called New Vices now. They have new members. Uh, one of, one of the funny stories just from uh, Jack and you. You you told me that Jack was. Texting you pictures of train wrecks. Yeah, during, during the, the show. show. During the show. Jack, Jack came. Jack came, and Jack was texting me pictures of train wrecks during the show. And so I had to get a picture with help. Jack. So we, we we had a photographer uh, named Ariel um, come, and she was taking the pictures, and she did a great job. She she took a candid shot of Jack up by the stage as we were playing. This is literally a live shot during the show. Jack came up there and played. I mean, uh, as we were playing and got the got this this cool photo, so it was a, it was a great time. But yeah, you should check out New Vices too, um, because they're still a band, and uh, yeah, they're, they're awesome. But, yeah, uh, I uh, my attorney just tells me to not say anything. So, <laughs> oh, this this okay, this is me. Got a kingmaker hat. Yeah, I've got a kingmaker hat on, and I've got. Um, a Taylor Swift shirt on because uh, she's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm a diehard Taylor Swift fan. Actually, little do people know, but I have a Taylor Swift tattoo on the inside of my lip uh, right here. It says uh, "Your Name." And it's, a, it's, a, it's a quote, okay, from a Taylor Swift song off of "Speak Now." Uh, she had this song called "Last Kiss." Um, it's about Joe Jonas, and it's one of my uh, 
it 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 hits my emo heart. It's like it's a crying <laughs> song. Uh, but well, just the, because you wish you could date Cho Jones. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm heartbroken that I cannot get the bonus. Would you like to know more? <laughs> um, but I will. Yeah. Anyways, uh, the 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 lyric is uh, your name forever, the name on my lips. So I got your name tattooed on my lip. Uh, but this is a really cool picture because me and Doug actually went to Fuddruckers and tried to do the Fat Tuesday burger eating challenge. And that monstrosity in front of me is my burger. Obviously, I was defeated. It is three pounds. Yeah, three of pounds burger. of Jesus on a like a pound bun with a pound of potato wedge fries, and then you put on the toppings you want, and you leave defeated crying with a stomach right. ache they and needing just, to poop. So the real question, <laughs> well, they you, should just call it the fat fuck you, gluttony challenge. So you guys man. both did it? Yeah, yeah, we both did it. Did, did either of you finish it? No, I got close because I had a strategy. Well, I actually, it was the toppings, wasn't it? I didn't know. I, I didn't put many toppings on and that was Dave's downfall. Yeah, I, 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 I cut like, mine. You were crazy with the toppings. I yeah, cut yeah. mine into quarters and then just started horking down the quarters and like it was actually like burger sized burgers. Dave put way too many toppings on, <laughs> way too many condiments, and tried to eat the whole thing like it was like, a yeah. big turtle. And it honestly looked, <laughs> at the end of it, it looked like he was just fucking like picking up a bleeding crab with its legs ripped off, and there was just Right, this because I had all this mayonnaise, mayonnaise and like ketchup like oozing out of it and like I mean it, was, it looks oh. like a mess. Yeah, it was literally all over my face and all over my hands and yeah, it was it was kind of like, you know, period time on my face or something. <laughs> but <laughs> well, I mean, what kind of condiments you go? Just like traditional that works or Yeah, I mean, well, I put on uh lettuce, tomatoes, onions, uh ketchup, uh mayonnaise. Uh they have salsa you could put on. I put on pickles. Um and that was pretty much was I'm pretty a, traditional. The bread was yeah, yeah. saturated. The bread. And what did you get for top? I got some like jalapenos, some cheese, uh, maybe some like ketchup and mustard. Not, but thin. Yeah, no, mine was like His, on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I ate it for like two more meals at least, and it was cool. But yeah. See, oh, you took I, it home? Yeah, I took it home. I wasn't going to throw that out. <laughs> yeah, that's no so way. much. You but, come in there, and the fucking people putting it on are just like, you poor dumb fucks. Yeah, yeah. It's a good time, though. People should check it out. Yeah. But yeah, the... the, the you have the, to reserve in advance. Yeah, you have to you have to call in. They cook it in advance for you, and then you go in, and and uh, their, their wait staff was very entertaining and friendly. Um, he would come up and check out us, and... <laughs> yeah, and they would come up, and they'd point at this other guy, and be like, look at this motherfucker over here he's gonna finish this he does yeah, it every was, year there was one dude there who literally comes there and annihilates it every time and i don't know where he puts it did you guys say what the prize was uh you get your photo on the wall of fame or shame whatever you want <laughs> do you, wanna, you really yeah. want that though is <laughs> yeah. that a reward Dude, or just you a, a t-shirt you, you do get a, a t-shirt yeah you get a t-shirt and you get a gift uh certificate for a, a, a meal so it's pretty pretty cool. Yeah, a I meal guess. that you're never gonna fucking want to look at. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but this is something like I've done. Uh, eating challenges are kind of like a fun thing for me. I've participated in the Hardee's one two years. I came in thick this burger. last year. Yeah, it's the thick burger eating contest. Uh, I came in third this year. This this year, 
I uh, I fucked myself over pretty good. So you didn't train. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I came in second the first year and third this year. Uh, Did you saturate the one? No. See, that was my downfall. Uh, I needed to saturate. I needed more bun saturation. I got too dry mouthed. I should have dunked it like you know they do the hot right. dogs. But yeah. I was drinking water. But I got all choked up. My problem was I wanted you know. A video of this so i was pulling out my phone and then he like said to go and i wasn't ready and then so i threw my phone to get the the video and then i bit my lip in, <laughs> in this and so i was just a mess and like i don't know i was bleeding Third from my lips still pretty good unless there were only there's just bad for there was man. prizes but i i won a gift card and that was cool but there was these cool dogs there and they wanted part of my burger but i couldn't give it to them and they were really cute they're um coming up to me but yeah i won a gift card the first year when i came in second i won this sweet roller cooler it's also on my facebook but uh, <laughs> I, I don't think Doug grabbed a picture of that yeah that's all right no sports desk but uh yeah pink it, on was, the inside. it was this oh, awesome with rollers on it but i've done like the blazing challenge you say like it's been destroyed you say that with like a hint of sadness, like it's been destroyed. You're not having it anymore. No, I still have it. It's in my garage. It's it's it's, it's good to go. Like we can we can use it. But um, I've done the blazing challenge. I did that with my friend Aaron Bobby. And what's funny is Aaron actually we we put the 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 video up on YouTube if anyone wants to search it. Uh, but it's me and Aaron. Um, and we're doing the blazing challenge, and I came right after work, right after pick and save in my outfit. I've got my like sweater and tie on, and I'm like ready to go. Aaron suffers from Crohn's disease, so he's not supposed to like eat things like that. And uh, he ended up throwing up, uh, so that was pretty awesome in the middle of uh, the blazing challenge. So at Buffalo Wild Wings, but I also did this other burger challenge with him. Um, and, don't uh, throw it up there. I'm not risking putting anything up that's going to get us copyright strike. <laughs> no, nah, you don't need to put it up. But it, we'll, we'll watch it later. Pretty much, Aaron throws up, and I, I finished it, and I just got a big mess on my face. But <laughs> I also did uh, this burger challenge, did which you... I failed with Aaron. Um, I failed miserably, too. Like, uh, Yeah. That it, was at... Uh, do, you, do you go watch any of the competitive eaters? Because I was asked to go watch... I think his name's Kobayashi, the hot dog. That's guy. what oh, I was really? gonna say. You saw that? I w was asked to. I, I didn't oh, go. You didn't it was go. At, uh, I was gonna say, did you fuck yourself year. because Kobayashi showed up? <laughs> Is that what happened after the burger challenge? Oh no! This this was. Uh, I was in a in a. Uh, I was a dead body for this. I got hit by a car. I they was put in... marmalade on your face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this uh, cool um, band that I, I've been in multiple bands with uh, the vocalist. Uh, his name's Kate Armstrong. And uh, this is a video for his new band, Narrative. And if you guys want to check them out, you should. Uh, but they did a Post Malone cover. Um, and oh, yeah, I, was, I saw that floating around. Yeah, it's up on like Facebook and YouTube and stuff, all those things. Oh, I might have but, uh, actually thought it was somebody else doing that because I had mentioned that somebody had done a Post Malone cover. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to mention who it is because I thought it was somebody that I don't necessarily like. like. <laughs> but no, if it was him, like I don't necessarily know him. So that's cool. What? Yeah, th well, this was a like real music video, and um, they uh, they asked me to be a dead body because it's for the song Paranoid, and uh, the whole plot line was they hit me with a car and they're trying to dispose of my body. And uh, Eddie Curran uh, did the video. He's uh, he does 
great uh, film work, um, you know, for music videos and stuff. So it was. It was Let a me good just time. say, Dave, you look delicious. You look <laughs> yeah, like a piece yeah. of toast. You got to, you yeah, got some muckers on you. He's got on that you. that jelly on my face. <laughs> yeah, so it was it was fun. I think that's it for the slideshow. That was the last one. Yeah. Oh. All right. So, uh, yeah. Let's uh, take a break, and then we'll come back, and we'll do some uh, we'll do some jokes. It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. It's time for suggestion box. <laughs> terrible. So, a couple weeks ago, uh, talked about uh, you know how Louis C.K. Uh, locked the door and beat off in front of somebody onto a plant. And then we had the gall to advertise that segment on uh, one of his like fan subreddits, and they didn't like. That's just very a bold much. move. I think that's quality content. So uh, my first suggestion for this week is called Louis C.K. Punishment. This is a suggestion, and if any of you guys can like think something up about like how retribution can be served for Louis C.K., so this is um, at any point in time. Twice for each victim, so I think that's ten. The ugliest guy in the world can just pop up wherever he is and present himself and just start beating off and fucking has to, like, jizz in front of him. So he could just be walking around with his new date, and he turns a corner, and here's the fucking ugliest man in the world. He's basically, yeah. Just, yeah, he's just getting the Florida hobo jerk-off flasher treatment wherever he goes. Because that's basically what he did. Yeah, he, okay, then he should just be delegated to live in a certain county in Florida for a certain period of time until it's been fulfilled. So, so, so your punishment is someone else comes up and jerks off in front of him. Yeah. Okay, okay. For, twice for twice. each victim. Twice. The well, same guy? The twice? same designated time frame. So, to, to, if you. No, it could be any time in yeah, his no, life. Yeah, no, but it, I mean. He has to serve it for two terms, is what you're saying. <laughs> right. So if you like has a has a de- ah, if you had a designated like oh he has to get flash jerked off by a hobo for ten years <laughs> it would be double so it'd be twenty years. I was, at at first when you were talking about it, I I was under the impression I guess that he had to like jerk off like on, <laughs> on, on, on demand. Like, like, no, that's what he got in trouble well, for. No, 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 but like the, the ugliest the, man. But, but like, no, like, like it would. But the punishment that it's like super awkward, and it's like you know when you get like you have to go and pee, but someone comes up and stands next to you, and you can't you go anymore. Gunshot. Yeah, so like, so he's like, they're like, go, do it now, do it, do it, do it, and like they're it's like, like, I can't do it. Yeah, and like he can't, and it's kind of like a race between like him and the other guy, like to who can go first, you know? So that's that's that's, that's the first thing that popped into my mind, like. Oh, Dave. Good at this, and it's like so. Like, if he won, then it would be like he like completed that task. But if he lost, it would be like he has to like the second one has to come, and he has. It's like it's like you don't you don't. It's like beating beating the boss in the video game. You know you don't like boss fight. Come to the next level. The gun shy fight. Oh boy, I'm a bad man. (laughs) Oh, that's gold, man. That's some good shit. Oh man. Yeah, that, that's just what popped into my mind. I don't know, but that, that's exactly what you need to do. That you know perfect. how to play this game. It. Yeah, you're a natural, Dave. You're a natural. <laughs> uh, you want to read one? I, okay. Or you want me to go again? I have an artisanal sh- shop Ooh. that we're gonna open. It uh, involves a dish called. 
surstrami. I read an article about this. Apparently, it's the most pungent smelling <laughs> food in the world. It is herring. This dish could come from no other place than northern Europe, but it is a... They take herring, they catch it in April or May when it is prime spawning condition, but the fish hasn't fattened, and then they let it sit in a brine for 20 hours, sucks all the blood out, and then they remove the, the guts, and they put it in a temperature-controlled room, and then they can it... Uh, Oh. In like July, this—it's basically wow. overly fermented rancid, rancid fish. That I think I've for, seen this where like people like pop the can open and are just like they puke. But so yeah, so I got this because I saw an article that a, an infuriated tenant had smeared this stuff all over <laughs> the halls <laughs> of a. I think it was like a Danish apartment building, and he lost the court battle because it's the. Presented for the evidence was they just opened a can in the courtroom, <laughs> but it's been, <laughs> but it uh, oh, it's God. it's been noted by some Japanese uh, by like a Japanese fermentation smell scale as like the most rancid thing you can have in the. It's like the Scoville units <laughs> for yeah, smell, for, and it's like one of the most shit. rancid things. This oh, is what it looks God. like when you get oh, it out. Yeah, but my artisanal shop Look is a is a crust is a crust punk ran storm song. <laughs> artisanal shop a and it just sets up right next to like the olive the olive oil shop or whatever our artisanal sweat shop yeah the sweat <laughs> and they'd they'd have like smelling rooms and you just you just go in there and be like <laughs> see how long you can go until you puke oh fantastic <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm gonna have to wash my beard after this oh god i mean oh. like you 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 like do it like a wine scent. Too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you hold the... If you could even, yeah, you'd just be like, <laughs> you'd have one for smelling and one to puke. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Here's your here's your contain. If you're gonna spew, spew into this like little cup. I mean, it already looks like spewing that image. It's yeah, sounds pretty I bad. Mean, oh, I'm gonna take it one further. Then a place next door to make more money would open up a shot called Hipster Vomit, and they'd just, like, take the drippings from the people puking off this, and then they'd sell it there. For sell what it, sell it back though? No, you sell it back to them. It's like, yeah. it's like fermented <laughs> vegan food, man. Oh, God. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's like uh, the coffee that uh, certain monkeys eat, and they, like, eat the beans and shit it out. Oh, yeah, okay. So, like, the, just uh, getting it in the... the the gut of a hipster, and then puking it back out so other people may sup upon the qualities that are added to it, whatever that may be. <laughs> that was the whole premise of that uh, bucket list movie with Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman. That was the running joke. Oh, yeah, was they the, wanted to have the shit beans? The, yeah, the shit coffee. Well, you'd, you'd drink that, and then you would, or I don't know if you could drink it, or you'd have to, like, spoon it. But <laughs> it's how you evolve to your final form when you move from River West to Bayview, right? <laughs> yeah, before the show, we had uh, I had quoted um, uh, my friend Sam, who is moving out of River West. He is he said, uh, "I'm graduating from hipster to douchebag. I'm moving from River West to Bayview." I do like it out there. I do, I, I do. There, I, I love do it like too. It I love, yeah. I love going and hanging out there. Much love. Oh, it's, it's very, it comes it's from very a place cool. of love. Yeah, no. I, I mean, being from Milwaukee, it's just like poking fun and, and jokes. But it, 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 
it's a great place to hang out and have fun with people. Mm-hmm. So. River West, though. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> it depends. I liked it are. back in the day. I really did. It was like a nice place to go, like do some bar crawls. There's a lot of interesting people out there. There was all right. Cool, I got cool... robbed out there, though. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem, though. You could get robbed. Well, they tried to rob me. I, should I mean, say. but there was a cool, like, basement, like, show scene there for a while, too. Like, the River West basement shows scene. Seen some. Seen some. Some good stuff. Some there. good stuff in some moldy basements. <laughs> yeah, some yeah. very unkept. All right, I have two that. Uh, actually, I have I have t- a few more, but uh, I need to do this one before I can do another. Well, one. I got it. Well, I I guess I just did one. Yeah, you go. Um, this one is based off of a previous one, but this is a would you rather? Would you rather get a Groupon colonoscopy? <laughs> <laughs> or would you rather get one done at a clinic where all the walls are all glass, so you can just see everyone all can the see what's happening? So I but, guess I guess the Groupon colonoscopy. I kind of picture it being like you'd have like a after an after session where everyone's like that was terrible, <laughs> and you at least be able to oh, man, like therapy hard. therapy group chat. Yeah, it's but like, yeah, we all got a colonoscopy. Walking into the glass, you're gonna see a bunch of randos and just like you're gonna see. The I most, feel like you're a zoo exhibit just, at that yeah, point. Exactly, you can see everything, and everybody can see you. At least with this, with the Groupon one, that you're with people that I feel you like know. Be a vow of silence, and people wouldn't say anything. <laughs> I'm going with the Groupon one. <laughs> Dave, your thoughts? Um, I mean, well, you have to like. Are you gonna? If you're in like the the zoo exhibit one, <laughs> I'm just imagining you know that scene in Jurassic Park where they're sitting in the seats and like the DNA animation is playing, and like they can see like the little incubation chambers and they get out of their seats so they're, oh I want to see the lab, like you just turn around and it's you getting your colonoscopy <laughs> and like some some Disney uh, vacation family is just on this ride like oh. Oh, oh, the kids pointing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess my question: Are you going to see these people ever again? I mean, or, because you, the group on one, you, you, you know them. It's like, Milwaukee. You, it's a small yeah, city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah just, Everybody knows each other. So, if it's here, yes. <laughs> oh, so the the zoo exhibit, you still see them. So you could see them that like at you know Taco Bell and now, be like, I saw your Taco Bell after you ate your Taco Bell. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go with yes. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Um, Bayshore Town Center, uh, front and center, where that uh, that fountain is. Everyone at the Bayshore Mall would be able to see you. Something like there that. There we go, like yeah, on you, display. You get it for free, but you get everybody gets to see you. I don't know. I guess I mean I I could go with with that the 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 glass the glass zoo exhibit. I mean. As long as you got to put a little sign, just like get it done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you'd be it, saving it'd be, lives. It'd be a good show, you know, part part of, part of the crew, and then and then I guess you could you could if you if you like connected eyes with them on the street, you can. Yeah, I, know. I feel I like know, at that I know point, you. I feel like at some point you're fishing for locking eyes with people, just like. <laughs> get it done now i'm envisioning the group on one at some stage there's going to be you know like the last dip on a roller coaster where they take your pictures on the carts 
There's gonna be one of those with your group. That you yeah, could, every, they'll like, try to sell it to you at the end, right when you're about to pay your bill yeah, or whatever. Everyone's like penetration shot, like man. and and you'll just be is the photo covered or because you said it. Oh, it's a Groupon. We it's all a group photo. You're all together. You're so all the, the other same one's photo. Free though. Yep, the other one's free. Yeah, and, and and you have the digital download to share on all social medias, of course. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they do that now. But yeah, you get you get the you know the framed one for your wall, you know the physical copy. But <laughs> so your grandma, she's like, oh, I got mine done last week. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and oh, my other question is, I mean, usually I've never had a colonoscopy, but like, I don't think any of us here have had a colonoscopy. <laughs> yeah. Not at that age. We yet. are young, supple flesh still. <laughs> How put under are you for this? Like, Not very. Or, okay. Okay. Because my I, colon cancer runs in my family, so I've had to take a couple family members in for stuff like that. Ooh. Yeah. Um, you're not put under. You get, like, laughing gassed, though, so you're okay. loopy. So you're just so like, you're, you're, cool. You're, 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 you're ready to go. Sir, I protest. I am not a merry okay. man. So you, you know what's going on. Gotcha. Uh, I feel like after the... The Groupon colonoscopy, when they'd show you the picture, you'd be like, what the fuck kind of joint is this? <laughs> yeah. It's fucking, yeah. It's, a, it's a water log ride, basically. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking have, like, cartoon animatronics. Like before, and they're like, oh, oh, oh. And they're like all like cartoon lumberjacks and shit yeah. like that. Ones are just like out of commission, just like please. Yeah, <laughs> they're fishing out your logs. Yeah, sending them down the. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Groupon. Okay, so we got two Groupons. One, I feel like one, there two. is a overwhelming group shame though. When you all leave together, it's like the, yeah, it's like <laughs> see, the, see that, that, that that's why I went with the other one because like, you're just you're owning it. Yeah, it's like the group of people who defeated it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's true too. I don't. It could swing either way. <laughs> all right, all right, my my next read. This stems from my scrapper story. I'm so there was so much scrap being hauled out of that building. That I envisioned these scrappers putting together some sort of like rusted mech. I was gonna say shanty, <laughs> or like <town>. a rack, <laughs> or, or, or like like a rack, like a rocket or something. Like uh, the the new gerbil guy from uh, Overwatch. Overwatch, yeah. the gerbil mech. But I just I pictured one day I'm leaving work and I see a mass of birds flying, and then this rusted <laughs> metal Hulk just rises up out of the low-hanging homes and it's just made out of like leftover melted screws and like plastic from the lowest all bidder those, that got melted at the yeah, family dollar futon frames that people leave out on the side of the couch <laughs> half of it's made out of fucking cinder blocks so like each step it's just kind of like the structure is collapsing more and more <laughs> like four washing machine torso body Four <laughs> washing. They, they just take. They take everything. <laughs> uh, I don't know where to go with that one. Let's see here. Um, so I want you, before I read this, to just think of just a disgusting image to you. 
You sweating right now. It's so hot in here. <laughs> I'm just, sweating bullets. Yeah, me too. Um, it was supposed to cool off, but just think of an image in your head. Don't tell me what it is. So this one also relates back to an older um, read called Puzzles Without Knowing the Picture. So you basically get a picture gifted to you, or a puzzle gifted to you, and you don't. there's no picture on the box, and you start putting it together... And over a period of time, you slowly realize it's an image of your parents fucking. We've done this one. Yes. But what is... You want a different one. I want your, like, what is a picture that you would be coming to, like, the gross realization? It's like, oh, here's the the arm. Here's the leg. (laughs) Here's the... Oh. Dad? (laughs) (laughs) What what would be um, yours? I I have one. The group I do photo, not have one right now. The group photo of my colonoscopy. <laughs> oh, oh, there we well, go. I feel like that was an easy grab. <laughs> yeah, it's because I set it up as such. I was like, I got to do this one first, so there's context for the second one. Um, I feel like uh, uh like a a image from like the corner of your shower. It's just you taking a shower, and you're like, what? <laughs> that's a good one yeah, yeah like, it just be like yeah, you're on the toilet on your phone just like <laughs> god damn it someone's watching me <laughs> right a, a peeping tom or peeping yeah tom peeping thing. tom yeah yeah someone puts up the camera in the bathroom or it's just like various it's like a bunch of photographs of you just going about your day and various snapshots it's just more horrifying yeah because the bot the the letter at that or the the package that i'm assuming you received at that point would probably be unlisted address Right, it's just just a puzzle. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a fucking puzzle. You get it, and it's just a picture. You're putting together a picture of Kevin Spacey. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin Spacey from uh, um, what's that movie with the seven? Seven. Oh, what's in the box? (laughs) There we go. Uh, What's that movie? The movie of your life where he had sex with a (laughs) fourteen-year-old. That's the thing. Like that was so like shocking when right? it came out because there were so many people who were just like i love kevin spacey i love everything he does house of i did too so good i love seven and then like it comes out it's like i can't even fucking find out what happens in the next goddamn season because i can't watch it anymore like you- i had more seasons to watch that he had still done and uh, i was just like, just you like disgust oh, me god your, your face disgusts me yeah it does it really does and that's too bad because i really liked him Really did, but apparently he was a massive prick. Oh, supposedly from all the stories that yeah, came out. Apparently he was like a real diva. But, but that's the thing. It's like, oh, you. Uh, it comes out that you molested a fourteen-year-old. How do you? Uh, how do you plead? It's like, oh, I guess I'm gay. Like <laughs> I that guess makes I'm gay. like that makes it okay. <laughs> I forgot that was like the <laughs> yeah. That that's was like the kicker to the whole thing, right? Too. Like uh, coming out as gay is now gonna make this okay. I mean, is that just like pulling the, like a trump card? I don't know. It's just like. Well, that's pretty much what everybody yeah. had like said. It was like that doesn't make it okay. Yeah, yeah. Like gay people don't do this. Right. That's just like throwing a bad name on on gay people. Right. It's like don't associate yourself. They're like we don't want to be associated with you. No. <laughs> yeah, no one wants to be associated with that anymore. Uh, I got some ones that are going to be reaches. Do you got another one? No, um, okay, let's, uh, 
uh, <laughs> got nowhere to go with this one, but Charlie Mansion and ins- insurance mascot. Charles Manson? Yeah. Insurance mascot? Okay. Yeah. So you're talking about just when he does the faces? Or just, you know, Geico <laughs> hiring him. <laughs> like, a, like as like a... Uh, like you could have been mayhem, a like as a mayhem type character. <laughs> oh like, yeah, oh. Like the... <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good that'd be a good application for it. I can't, no, you just can't recreate that face from that trial. But uh, I mean, is it like saying like protect yourself from this man? Like... <laughs> <laughs> have you seen this man? If yes, you might need insurance, <laughs> <laughs> right? Geico. <laughs> um. Or just the uh, thing where he's just like, who are you? He's like, ah, that's the thing Nobody. I was thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't even on trial. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's, just, he's just like, Geico. That reminds me of those Skittles commercials. Like, peaches and cream, peaches and cream. Remember those? Uh, vaguely. Yeah. Like There's the so weirdo- many. The they're from years I, ago. The one like, I always remember is the uh, if I if I eat I have Skittles pox or whatever. If I eat this, is it contagious? <laughs> That's like the only one I ever remember anymore. Yeah, they had like really out there commercials for like a minute a few years ago, like with the sour Skittles, and like it would just be like some like awkward rando like popping up like little like a mythical creature or something or that little guy like. Jumping around saying like bears and cream. Like <laughs> Okay, I vaguely I do vaguely remember that. Yeah. But it was never on the level of the Quiznos. I don't even know what those were. Sea monkeys. Alright. Fruit by the foot. <laughs> but it's Hannibal Lecter with just a fruit by the wo- fruit foot flesh face. <laughs> 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 So you like peel off like does he eyebrow. does he eat like <laughs> yeah. Of, yeah he eat part off part of it off at the end too just like a... wait so so do you <laughs> do you like okay do you like detach it does it come on the paper and you put it on your face and then eat it or like like is it like a mask that you put I, I was like, originally like, to I, what you're trying a... to say I feel like it's cut for your face and there's little eye holes you pop out in a mouth <laughs> yeah. and you go nah, 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 like right through it. <laughs> yeah like do you wear it then, and then take it off bit by bit like is it interactive snack game or like <laughs> I, I was originally going with here's the real question instead of skin it's just candy <laughs> the fruit by the foot candy and he's just like oh it's delicious <laughs> yeah do you break out with acne after the fruit roll-up mask? <laughs> like I imagine Jim Carrey did with the... Oh, the chicken, the chicken skin. Skins. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got somebody for Airheads? I'd like to see an Airheads one. Those commercials were always just so wild. They eat the Airhead, and then they inflate, and they f- go through the roof. I just have to feel like that was some motherfucker's fetish out there, because that is another thing in the odd world of fetishes, is people inflating. Yep. What? Just just what? inflating like balloons. The, this is some people thing. are out there masturbating like, to like, it. Yeah, I've, I've never heard of this. Like under the concept that when they get aroused, they inflate and then they. How does wait? How does this happen? How do you inflate? You don't. It's not a fetish that exists in the like My oh. Little Pony fetishes. <laughs> oh. Okay. I heard this fucking tale from the tales of uh, 4chan that there was a guy <laughs> who had. 
what he called is like that a what mi- they said happened or a is that my what little happened? pony cum jar. That's and, disgusting. <laughs> and he had a My Little Pony toy in a jar that he cummed in, and they he accidentally it left it on his radiator, and he boiled the My Little Pony figurine in his own semen. And then what happened? <laughs> he posted so it online, and he <laughs> the, yeah, it this is, is fucking vile. vile. <laughs> but it, 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 that's the internet for you, man. Welcome to the internet, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> for those of you who are just showing up, you. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but you could see the, the this guy had posted these pictures of like his new cum jar and his old one. With the My Little who, Pony figure in it. In the first place, who the fuck does that? Who's saving that? <laughs> that don't uh, answer. I don't, don't know. Answer. Yeah, don't answer. I did not look this up on my own. This was a uh, shout out to a guy who does a channel named uh, Wang, which I really enjoy his content. It's like a historical piece for more recent things that will just be lost so to the ages did of internet, internet history. Yeah, but uh, it's not Wang is in his dick. It's Wang. It's actually his last name, (laughs) W-H-A-N-G. Just just look at this guy. After that story, does it even fucking matter? Unbelievable! (laughs) That's just so... That's vile. Um, It's It's a vile. Just vile. I have two more, but I only think I'm going to go to one. Um... So this is to do with YouTube as well. Um, reaction videos. You know, basically there's people out there who watch other videos and then react to it. I mean, that was a reaction right there out of me, <laughs> out of that last story. That yeah. was disgusting. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Uh, like watching something in a video and then they add their commentary that they just like interject with. You've seen this format before. Okay. So, okay, or no, you haven't. I haven't watched that, you but I understand it? the concept. I think... That's too disgusting. I won't go there. I was gonna say I think everyone's seen reaction videos after that. <laughs> I don't even want to say it. Like uh, what H three H they used to be known for, like steak in the boot, where they had the sword salesman cutting the toes off of the fucking boot, and there's just meat in it, <laughs> and then just getting Ethan's reaction. That's a reaction video. Yeah, I so, mean, there's been more vile ones. So I was thinking, just a uh, you know reaction video. To stuff that you probably shouldn't be reacting to. Like the JFK assassination. It's just a fucking <laughs> bullet hits his ear. You're like, no! Duh! Did you see that? So you're looking for videos that people shouldn't be reacting to? Yeah, or maybe just like uh, historical videos. Historical, historical ones that would make... Uh, would apply to the modern day reaction video format. And maybe just, you know, a little inappropriate... So I, I had another one, uh, the Hindenburg, coming down. Yeah. Oh, the huge manity. But I mean, that's already so storied in history. Like we all read about it. Yeah, but it didn't get a fucking dumb fuck YouTuber like re- oh, reacting yeah. to it. Like that's, that's the true. kind of thing that if it happened nowadays, you'd have some dumb fuck out there just being like, "Hey guys, Johnny six nine nine five, I hear, and uh, today we're gonna watch the Hindenburg crash like and burn." Yeah, so like a like a. a valentine's day massacre like some prohibition <laughs> era like mobster hit uh. <laughs> or dumping all that booze down the the manholes oh yeah that i could be, just imagine that, that so that be, look at all the look at all the booze 
who's going down yeah. the floor? Whoa. You know how many Milwaukee people would be mad? You got one You're right here. You got one yeah. right here, man. Yeah. You'd have Zoot Suit Riot 2 <laughs> on your hands. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I got nothing more. If we're not going to run with that one. That brings a, a closing to the suggestion. Uh, wait. Huh? I do have uh, old cells. I don't know if I... I don't think I did this one. Just old cells in the body. No. Wait. Maybe. I don't remember. Like betting on sperm, like dog yep, racing. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, that is a close to the suggestion box. We'll put the lock back on it till next week. Okay. Then uh, do we want to break or we want to go? Like we weren't going to do music, but I heard you guys talking about it, even though we're like, we're not going to do music. Well, not really a, a review, but. Going to talk um. about. Uh, I can talk about some stuff. Okay. We can keep talking about music. I mean, it was already the strong opener, and we can close with some great music okay. content, especially with Dave being such an integral part of the Milwaukee scene. Now he right. wants cool. to share and yeah. share the limelight. I mean, yeah, music has just been something that I've been involved for like the majority of my life in the Milwaukee music scene, just like connect. With that, that's the reason I know so many people is just like through connections I made at shows. It's the reason I know Doug. I mean, most of the people I interact with is all through like the local music scene. For a did, very did long Doug... period of time, that's how I knew most of the people I knew. Period. Yeah. I mean, you, know? you, got, you guys did what? New Vices? What else? Did you do anything else? We started talking before then because right. we wanted to. I was going through uh, Rob Raspberry. And you were looking for like a new band. I think you were fresh out of Deadweight. Correct. Yeah, uh, and I had so you had that, that song Loop Guru. You were right. plugging the shit out of. Yeah, my bass playthrough video. It's, it's, uh, right. French for werewolf. Right. Yeah. Woo! Our vocalist uh, Gabriel came up with that. Yeah. Yeah. He was. So good. was Deadweight. Deadweight. Uh, Deadweight. Um, I don't know. It was a band I did. It was uh, a deathcore like breakdown band like just like heavy like super heavy um like was that tiring? was that metal. tiring for you doing breakdowns constantly no i mean well i i got tired because i would uh like jump around on stage and like throw oh he still does i fucking saw that <laughs> yeah. video where you're just like bah, yeah i totally bah, wiped out on that video bam yeah i i was uh kicking and stomping too hard and uh, landed on my ass you know what i really time. loved that you guys just posted it anyways because it was so great. Yeah. You just fucking boof. Yeah, it was fun. I fall down and get back up. I smashed my bass the other day when we were doing our little uh, Midwest like weekend. Not like, the one I saw, right? No, no. Uh, it was a. It was. Also, what you were talking about before Jaguar. we even started, you had a little Midwestern ex excursion. Yeah, we we did a little like few few show run. Uh, we went to. Uh, Indiana, um, Iowa, Illinois, and we played in Milwaukee just before that. Um, it was fun. I mean, just like going out there playing sh shows and so, meeting a lot of people. So you got some Milwaukee acts that you want to give some uh, honorable mentions to, right? And um, and to be honest, like the Milwaukee bands out there, like come come on the show, man. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to give you the same forum that we gave uh, Dave tonight. Love to talk about your shit. Right, yeah, um, some local bands, you know, that are really killing it, and uh, anyone should, yeah, be on this show, it's it's great, it's fun, had a great time. Uh, I'm wearing their, their shirt right now, uh, Wits End is like uh, death, uh, 
kind of deathcore, hardcore uh, metal band with uh, a bunch of guys who are just like killing it. They're really good. You should check them out. Um, American Bandit, we did the run with them. Uh, they just uh, put out a EP called Losers Club. Um, and all what these, a great name! <laughs> yeah, all, the, all these all these bands you can check out on you know Spotify Bandcamp and Facebook and stuff. Too. Bandcamp, yeah, yeah, get their get their stuff for free because no one uh, pays for music, right? I mean, you really should get right. something. You should. Well, at least like buy their shirts or something because no one makes music. I mean, uh, money off of the streams. Um, I actually have an interesting thing to talk about about shirts after we go through this. Okay, cool. Um, another uh, act to check out is my friend JJ has this acoustic project called uh, Kaiser. Yeah, JJ Kaiser. Dude, get him on here. I've I've never met the guy. I've always wanted to talk to him. Yeah, I'm he seems talk like a who's more, who. Some more about uh, JJ Kaiser is like the man in the local music scene. Uh, literally has saved the local music scene in my opinion. Uh, JJ set up his own all ages venue uh, in his basement, and he has touring bands come through. If you can't like play, you know something like we said, like at the rave. Um, JJ He'll give you a spot. Yeah, contact How JJ admirable. Kaiser. Or like, you know, if um, you if you have like a cancellation or something and you're in the area, those were the spots where you could if you were like in a network, you could find a place to fill a date. Right. Oh, yeah. God damn yeah, admirable. Yeah, he, he has the the best shows ever um and uh his if you want to contact him on uh Twitter um his uh handle, I'll get it for you. Um, well, he, he has a, uh, email also it's uh basement collective, uh, W I at gmail.com. We'll put it in the, uh, the yeah. description too. Yeah. But you can email him. Um, otherwise, uh, just, uh, look him up on like Facebook or, or Twitter, uh, JJ Kaiser. Um, and, uh, but he has a, a project, an acoustic project called, I was my biggest mistake and everyone should check that out too. Um, I got two two more bands to talk about. Uh, they just played their first show at Shoreward Legion Hall yesterday. A uh, hardcore band called Low End. Uh, a bunch of great dudes. Actually, Sean Slaughter Thompson is the guitar player in there. Used to be in Macabre. Mm, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It sounded familiar. Yeah, um, but uh, God, they've been going for. Yeah, Macabre's still going strong. They're 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 giving her. They're on a giver. That's like Gwen, right? Yeah, he's on Prosthetic Records. Yep. Yeah. It's, yeah, I, so I really talked good. about this before. Somebody, it's weird. They're they're on Prosthetic. Other bands from Prosthetic, all their stuffs on Spotify, but on Macabre, it was only like three or song three songs on Spotify. I couldn't listen to any other stuff really. Yeah, I don't but know why? But it's not important. <laughs> <laughs> but Sean's new band, Low End, uh, they're super sick. Uh, it's a a guy, bunch of guys from they used to be in Cross Me and um, <clears throat> and. Uh, uh, stone uh but uh they have this new band called low end they put out a, a ep it is super super good if you like you know hardcore but it, it's got a lot of like really good like metal parts i would say even like pantera influenced um so some good shit there daddy uh, likes yeah uh, another great band to talk about um they just released a two song uh little thing i mean i don't even know if that's an ep but uh they're called bird law and they're this like noisy. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, everyone should check out Birdlaw. Uh, they like have this like noisy, hardcore, like grindy, like feel really like experimental sound, really like in your face. Um, did your did your grandpappy ever tell you about his days in the grindcore? <laughs> yeah, I mean Doug used to be uh, in the best grindcore band around, Beholder. I mean they were like 
insanely cool. I saw shows of his back like God. What, that was just so much ago, fun. Twelve years ago, I don't know. But uh, did you finish that plug? I didn't mean to like. I just saw an avenue for a joke. Oh uh, no, <laughs> that, that's cool. Those are all the bands I want to talk about. So everyone should check out Wits End, American Bandit. I was my biggest mistake. Low End and Bird Law. They're all great. They're all killing it. But people should check out JJ Kaiser for uh, his basement shows. They're amazing. Also, uh, just being my such friends, an admirable uh, guy. That's right. Basically, if you're to uh, looking to find a smaller scale venue in yeah, Milwaukee, right. yeah, if you came like, to Milwaukee and, uh, and you're listening fucked, out right. there, you know? but any uh, one one more more thing about the smaller scale shows. JJ also works with my friends Tom Hively and Mike uh, Slowski. I'm sorry, I just like slaughtered your name. But Tom and Mike, Tom Hively, um, they uh, also do uh, local shows. Mistake. And they did the the Shorewood show uh, that I went to last night. Um, but they have an email address too, and I'll I'll get it for you. And it is um, mkehxc at gmail dot com for Milwaukee Mo- hardcore. Yeah, Milwaukee hardcore. They do a lot of hardcore shows, but you know they're open to help out you know bands. So hit those guys up if you're trying to come and. They keep the music scene alive because we lost all our like DIY venues and then they brought it back. So those guys are very commendable. So right, like we were saying earlier, yeah, when was closed. That was closed for like a different reason though. Yeah, there was some, yeah. Like, shit literally, it was there. funny because to revert back to I played the first Shorewood show back and I was literally the only person who had played Shorewood Legion Hall ever before and I had played the last show uh, ten years ago at Shorewood and then I played the first show back and it was funny because that last show. Uh, there was a lot of problems at Shorewood, obviously, fights and stuff, but that last show was a sleep setup or sleep show that ended um, with, like, a massive fight. There's probably, Somebody like, broke a window, Yeah, right? someone broke a window. Someone went through a window. Yeah, and but the there was a, a, a pile-up fight at the end of it where, um, I don't know, 20 more people involved. Someone went to the closet, got a broomstick, broke it over their knee, and tried to stab someone else with it. And, I mean, that's... That was so the extreme. Ending. Yeah, it was extreme. It was it was metal, but like, I don't know. That, see, that's the thing. But it wasn't really metal. It <laughs> yeah, was really fucking metal. lame. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> really ruined because, it for everybody because else. It, it ruined it for everyone else. And that's not like what it's about. And that's not what it's supposed to be. And that's what we're not trying to have like now. I mean, the thing is, like, you go to a metal show, don't be a douchebag like that. The, the problem with Shorewood is people went there, got drunk had a problem already in their mind they were going there to pick a fight with someone you you are literally like a piece of shit if you go to a show wanting to beat someone up or wanting to hit a girl in the face there's no reason for that you can have fun and throw down in the pit god and like not fucking be a jerk like that yeah definitely never went anywhere with an intention like that i just can't even fathom the mind state you got to be in for something like that That just reminds me of one of the best bands that i've been seeing called out that they need to come back and do another show he who corrupts i've seen some people just saying like dude he who corrupts if they would just do a reunion show like i would go out of my way i would that is one of the few bands that i would drive to chicago to go watch them do it again. yeah see see that now experience to protect the names of the innocent <laughs> we're only gonna use first names but i remember the first time that i saw them play and this was just like kind of the bravado that their uh lead singer had he um said you know, the night before, 
at our show, we had a girl break our nose or break her nose. Uh-huh. And last time we were here, a girl named Rachel broke her nose. <laughs> so, being they had this like whole businessman like thing to their act tonight, as believers in trends, we need to have three girls break their noses. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that just stuck with me for so long, just because of like the the comedic genius of it, and. Uh, for those who don't know, He Who Corrupts was uh, a band that if um, you went to, you were going to see what is called Live Cock. Like, basically, this guy is dressed in a business suit, and it's grindcore. All the songs are, like, a minute long, and it's just... And he just takes off his clothes item by item. To the point where he's like pulling his underwear out, his like tidy whities, and just taking the microphone and punching the elastic of it, and it's like that's a penis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 16, and that's a penis. <laughs> oh man! I would I would go out of my way to go see those guys again because that was just like one of the the just like that's rock and roll. It's just like wild. Yeah, you I know, mean, don't to go say back that's and rock see, and roll. To go back and see something <laughs> like that is just like the the nostalgia value is just like you can't put a price tag on that. Right. It wasn't even that the music was good. It was just the fucking <laughs> attitude of it. Yeah. You know? The whole the whole like experience. It's a it's a whole visual and like package like yeah it, that's the thing about like some of those live shows. It's not even always about how the band sounds. It's about the whole everything that's going on, the the crowd interaction, the whole like, I mean, right. half the time, a lot of a lot of those like insane shows, they don't. If you were just listening to the audio, ugh, yeah, like, gross, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly, like, yeah. But that's like, how I felt about like half of the shows I played in the Beholder. Uh-huh. It's not exactly what the show was about. It was about fucking just losing it, like yeah, that and that's what I meant. Like some of those shows when like the crowd like literally takes over the stage and it's like no one's like playing good it's it's all about like that like emotion that pile up or i mean still to this day i will never forget the insane beholder show when uh you guys played at the waukesha teen center and your vocalist oh, had to go to the hospital because he got his cracked in the head cracked in the head and by a headstock yeah, of a guitar yeah sliced open and blood everywhere and just like he finished the fucking set, but I remember somebody just captured this fucking picture of him just, like, pouring his fucking heart out into, like, just screaming. And he's just, like, fucking in pain, and there's just blood pouring down his fucking head. And I was, I saw this afterwards, like, they called us over, like, you have to see this. And uh, Zach, that was his name, Zach Manley, he had to go to the hospital <laughs> for this shit. And yeah. uh, I think he was, like, literally able to, like, pull, like, a flap of skin down. Yeah. Over. Like, he needed to get some gouged, serious like, stitches for yeah. this. But it, it created this, like, image from that night. I remember, like, that picture just going up on the internet after that, and it was like, wow, that's a great photo. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, something like that, it... it, it captures the whole like vibe or like 
thing of like the whole like music scene. It's like a whole movement. Like people like get behind that that stuff like that. And it's just like that is like what like that's stuff like that is like you look at that and it's like that hits you. It's like what it's what it's all about. It's like that is like like a it, part it, of the community. Nobody wanted him to get hurt, but it expresses just the rawness of it, you know? It's yeah. it's like um, you know punk rock used to be just this rawness where they're kind of playing shitty but they're still playing you know pretty coherent songs. This is just like when you boil all of the the tonality off and you're just left with like the rawness at the mm -hmm. bottom of the pot. That's what I felt like uh, like grindcore and some of that era, just pure nasty. And not malicious nastiness, just like just raw ripping band aids off of open wounds, <laughs> right? It's the same feeling as I feel like, like, like we were talking about a little like about violence at shows. I do not advocate, yeah, like someone deliberately going out and picking a fight with someone. But when you are on stage and the crowd is getting into it and like people are just like going ham, like in the pit. Like, yeah, people do get hurt, but if it's not intentional, if someone takes, you know, uh, uh, like a gets punched in the eye, they get a black eye, it's no big deal. It's like someone comes up to you and you see someone just like going hard in the pit and someone gets slammed. And then, you know, it's, it's happened to me, like some of the most violent shows I ever played, you know, kids are just like going insane in the pit and they come to you and it's like, dude, like I got knocked out in the pit and you and you're like, dude, are you okay? Like, I'm sorry that that happened to you. And they're like, no man, it was awesome. Like, I just like loved it. <laughs> like a total well, cathartic release. Yeah. Kind it's, of it's like weird. It's like, you know, it, it feels good. You do. You obviously don't want anyone to get hurt, but like when people are like stoked on it and that's what they're like all about it. I mean, it, it's a good feeling when someone it, is putting out that much emotion and that much of a release for them as you're playing your music. It's like, it's that's some, what's cool. It, in this era, it's almost like cringe-worthy to reference like Fight Club. But that's kind of like the um, the story behind it was that like output, like that, that uh, place where people could go to have some sort of outlet for that. Yeah, it's a release from your daily life. It's like... You know, you go to the show and it's like when people go to the gym and like lift and like, you know, er, like release their anger, you know, or whatever. But it's 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 on the, that same terms. But for people who, you know, aren't a gym rat, it's like if you're into music and you go really hard in the pit and, you know, yeah, you're doing your kung fu moves and people make fun of that. <laughs> but like, I don't know, you're, you're just, letting it out. Just, yeah, you yeah. get it out. Yeah. I got to be honest. Like uh, I used to hate on hardcore dancers, but now I like I pr I appreciate it way more than uh, you know push moshing. Right. <laughs> like yeah. push moshing, it's like usually like forty five year old dudes and like biker. <laughs> yeah, right. Just like. <laughs> but yeah, like there's, uh, there's no like, not to say, I don't know. It's it's a kind of a funny thing to say, but there's no art behind like push moshing. Which there again, is, it's like, not to hate on it. It's like still kind of the same release. It's right. just like much less high stakes. Much less skill. Yeah. Like, let's see that guy put his fucking foot above his head <laughs> and then bring it back to the ground. Like, there is a, a certain aspect of, like, balance and dance. Like, yeah, people actually, ballet. like, have to have some skill and, like, coordination and movement. And people come up with, like, moves. And it's, 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 it is funny when you kind of look at it. But, like, literally, like, that's where, like, crab core came from. Or, like, you know, people's <laughs> kung fu kicks. Or, like, my friend... Ike, literally at National Skate Park, was doing this crab, 
like crawl dance thing and he broke his arm because his friend was picking up his legs he would he would be like it's like a lawnmower it yeah it's like, like a lawnmower <laughs> he would pick him up and spin him around and then ike would push himself off the ground with his hands and like claw in the air like as <laughs> as, as hoping for enough around. momentum that they could just maintain yeah. But but he he came down and it broke his wrist and then it was funny because he played every show after that like he was a guitar player and played in a in a in a cast and did it but it was just a a, a nice local show memory of that the the lawn the claw lawnmower right yeah all right like we are pretty well beyond time do we want to should we call it. Yeah, that's fine. I had a lot of fun. This was super. Yeah, cool. dude, this is great, Dave. Like, come <laughs> back. Out. Yeah, come, I'll have back to come back anytime. And, and, and Jack will have to come or get some more band people to come. But yeah, for yeah, sure. Like, know. we we want to talk to more like local artists. Yeah, you know, definitely. I'll tell I'll tell people to talk to you. <laughs> uh, Stefan, I don't think you've read us off before. You want to? Actually, you have. But you want to read us off? Actually, Dave, read us off. What What do you mean? Just oh, read well, us off. Is, Conclude. This has uh, been Radio Loud. Uh, please check them out on uh, all. <laughs> He's platforms. just gonna plug. No, just... <laughs> yeah, yeah and, uh... usually we go. This has been Radio Loud. Fuck you, bye. <laughs> that, that's good. You, you should plug that they should check out Monterey Central. Oh, check out yeah, Monterey, check Central. Monterey Central. Central um, uh, vote for them on Last Band Standing. There is a link in the comments. Yeah. Go to our website. Talk with us. Leave your thoughts in the comments. We will read them like roast us come on like bring them in bring, bring it do it bring to it, it on. <laughs> right thanks everyone it's been great good day